Confession of Faith. So 16th chapter of Westminster Confession of Faith today is going to be our topic. And we're doing this because we are a confessional church. We have a written down copy of it everywhere. It's online. It's in book form. It's been printed um, all over the world since 1640s. And it was uh, originally put together to, to just to be a summary of what the Bible teaches on the essential topics. So at this time in the study, if you're new and you know and you're, you know, haven't been here the whole time, uh, the kind of the flow of it is that as the first chapter teaches us about Scripture and how Scripture is our ultimate authority. So you're like, what are we doing reading a confession in a, in a Sunday school class? Well, uh, this, the confession itself is very strong on the Scripture. It says that the Scripture is our only rule of faith and practice. But uh, then, what does it say in the Scripture? How do you understand it? So this is the uh, this is the topic of uh, confession, and a confession wants to say, hey, what does the Bible teach about X, Y, and Z topics in the Scripture? So it goes into who is God, and what is God doing, like with creation, providence, and then uh, the covenant. Uh, and then it gets in, uh, the, co- the confession gets into the, the way that Christ, uh, as our mediator of the covenant, applies his work of salvation, the plan of salvation, which has been uh, spoken of uh, in the past classes. So, we see that uh, there's all these chapters flow in an order from election on down to regeneration to faith and repentance and on. And within that, you've got justification, adoption, sanctification. And here we get to good work. So this is kind of a flip in the uh, script on it because all the other things God did, they're gifts of God's grace to us. And here are um, what we're doing in, in this uh, work of salvation. Uh, so let's uh, get to it. And if you look on your handout um, we're going to go we're going to read one, sections one and two first and the, the, the question we have before us is what is and is not a good work okay we're going to look at what is and is not a good work that's the, the question you have in your mind okay number one and we're, we, you know, on your handout those of you who have handouts uh, you'll see they're in roman numerals for the paragraph numbers and you have little uh, little tiny letters that are scripture footnotes there. Uh, those are the, the scriptures behind those words. So just so you know the, the structure of it. So number one, it says, Good works are only such as God hath commanded in his holy word, and not such as without the warrant thereof are devised by men out of blind zeal or upon any pretense of good intention. Let's just read that one, and then we'll read number two. These good works done in obedience to God's commandments are the fruits and evidences of a true and lively faith, and by them believers manifest their thankfulness, strengthen their, their assurance, edify their brethren, adorn the profession of the gospel, stop the mouths of the adversaries, and glorify God whose workmanship they are, created in Christ Jesus thereunto, that having their fruit unto holiness they may have the end, eternal life. Okay. Now, if you see here in your... Get to the page on my deal. Uh, okay. If you see number one, it says good works are, and then it has a definition. So it's only such as God hath commanded in his holy word. And good. And then it says the second clause is there, good works for are not... Uh, such as without the warrant thereof or devised by men of blind zeal or upon any pretense of good intention. Okay, so you think about that. Um, 
we, 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 I've noted already that sex, section 16 or chapter 16 is different, and it's going to start talking about what we do, uh, what we're doing, and, and other, the other things of what God's done. So let's look at, um, for instance, uh, what is a good work? And so we'll, we'll go to Micah 6.8 in Scripture. So Micah 6.8. You'll turn in your device or hard copy of the Bible to Micah 6.8. I would recommend you just kind of roam around the Old Testament uh, until you get there. If you see Isaiah, you've gone too far. You need to go back to the right because uh, Isaiah is the big prophet. Then you've got Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, and uh, and then uh, Daniel, and on to the other small little prophets. So find Micah and Micah six eight. Can someone read it for me? He is told. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. All right, thank you. So as you see there, uh, it says that you're to do what is good and, and what the Lord requires of you is to do justly or righteous, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Okay, so with that said, the question then is, is uh, how do those things relate to your everyday life? Let's talk about that. As far as good works. So obedience to God's law. Yeah. So you are going to do what's just, what's according to His law, uh, and then uh, you're going to walk humbly, uh, and then you're going to uh, you know, uh, love mercy as well. Um, those three things. And that's that's a summary of what God's commanding us to do. That's a prophet prophecy, a prophetic summary of what God's calling us to do. Uh, and so we're to do those things. Now, um, how, how, do you, how do you think, uh, what about like uh, if you, in, in worship, how do just mere good intentions fall short of being true good works? Because it says here, it says uh, within, in the second clause there, without the warrant thereof, uh, out of blind zeal or upon pretense of good intention. Good intentions come from itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point because it's like so a, an intention comes from your you, who you are, right? And so your good intention could be at odds with God's word, right? I think we you, – you might – do you ever hear like uh, advice like about, hey, it's not the – it's a thought that counts? You know, it's like it's like, it's like a lot we, – we have because you emphasize uh, intention – Above actual the doing, right? I mean, this is a this is a kind of a cultural uh, proverb. There, uh, we actually really do consider the meaning. If someone's uh, you ever heard, uh, well, as long as you're sincere, you know, as long as you mean what you're doing, uh, that's then we, we kind of give people a pass. You know, we, we say, well, that's uh, that's okay. You know, so that's uh, that's that's definitely at odds with what the scripture teaches. Um, is, I mean, everyone agree to that? Okay, so so let's look at uh, the the, se- the section here. Uh, that's uh, the second part of that first clause. Uh, it says, um, uh, let's see, looking at this, uh, Romans 10.2, it says, For I bear them uh, record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Uh, we're to, to have a, a passion or a zeal for God, as Paul says, but to... To do so according to revealed knowledge, okay, uh, and then uh, you see a lot of people do things that uh, are 
zealous in religion. You know, like uh, you got the guys who ran, uh, uh, you know, planes into the buildings uh, uh, back in 2001 uh, for religious reasons. They had a good reason. <laughs> you know, they had a good reason. They wanted to serve their God through martyrdom uh, and, and attack, murder on uh, on uh, the, the infidels. Uh, you you've, uh, you know, there's a someone who went to my seminary, graduated from a seminary, uh, uh, murdered uh, you know a, a, a doctor of abortions at one point. You know, murdered him. You know, and claimed uh, to do so in the name of the Lord. Uh, and I would say that's uh, com- clearly outside of the bounds of God's revealed will. And he says, you know, shall not murder, you shall not kill uh, unjustly. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's good intentions only go so far. Uh, you know, in, in fact, uh, Jesus in John 16, 2 says that they shall put you out of the synagogues. Uh, the time will come that whosoever kill you will think that he's doing God's service. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a very uh, uh, provocative uh uh, word of Jesus to the disciples that uh, that intentions are uh, they're actually intending to glorify God by destroying you uh, the church so that's the that's the idea here so it's okay so I'm belaboring the point here but good intentions do not qualify good works uh, as good works uh, they must be good intent and also the good action that's that's revealed by God but what is the good intent okay so let's look at uh, the second, um, what is a really good attention then? It says in two, these good works are done in obedience to God's commandments are the fruits and evidence of a true and lively faith. So they're going to say that uh, true and lively faith is necessary for anyone to do good works, right? And that's like James 2.18. Some of you might have heard of this one where it says, you know, you say you have faith, but show me your works. I have works. Uh, uh, show me faith without works. It's impossible have faith without works faith faith will produce works faith in jesus it's just as uh you know adele mentioned earlier that your desires come from your heart you know whatever your faith is in will produce actions for that uh faith you know whatever you're trusting in you know if it's uh paul at one point uh, philippians 3 319 says that their gods are their bellies you know so if your god is your belly you will do things in accordance to serve your God, which is your belly, you know, your, your desires, your self-interest. Uh, and so that's the, that's the issue is there, uh, is that a, a good work is done in obedience to God's commands and are fruit and evidence of a true and lively faith because you can't obey God's commands without a faith. Okay, so then it says uh, in the second part there, and by them believers manifest their thankfulness. So one, way, one reason we do good works is because we are thankful. Okay, we show forth the praises to him who saved us. That's one, one reason we do our good works. So, so why would you do good works? Not to earn your status with God, but to show forth your thankfulness for the status you have received by grace and through faith. That's a, that's a key distinction. Uh, most people think that Christians are the good people, the kind people, they're, they're a moral club, they're the good guys that don't do certain things and do other things. Well, our, our good works, we do have good works. We, we honestly, we, we can't hide that. We shouldn't be ashamed of that. But our good works are not because we are good. It's because we are forgiven. Uh, we are loved. We are redeemed. And we are washed. Uh, and that's why we do our good works. Uh, we're not doing them to fit in. But we're doing them out of thankfulness. And, and one of the reasons we do them. Uh, and then our, also our good works, it says here, strengthen our assurance. Uh, this, these good works strengthen our assurance. 
uh, and, and they appeal to First uh, John two, which is a very clear verse. It says, uh, it says, "It says we will know that we know Him if we keep His commandments." Okay, so you know that you know Him by your keeping of His commandments. Uh, and so, uh, and it says uh, in verse five of that same chapter, "But those who keep His word, in Him truly is the love of God perfected." Hereby we know we that we are in Him. That's the King James Version at the end of that. Now, as you think about that, uh, does that uh, encourage you that these good works strengthen your assurance? Have you ever felt uh, strengthening your assurance by meditating upon your good works? Never? <laughs> hey, come on in. Welcome. Can someone check? You got a hand out there? There you go. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, so... Have your good works ever encouraged you to, that you know the Lord? It's complicated. Yeah. Because we, we are prompted to do good works because of um, because he, the Lord preferred these good works. Yeah. yeah. However, in doing the good works, realize how fellow we are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we catch ourselves doing good things so we can feel good, not because yeah. we are being obedient to His Word. Mm-hmm. So that's why it is always a interactive, iterative process of I do it because you know, he prompted me to do it. I feel good about it, but mm-hmm. not because of me. Yeah, you 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 were down to the praises of the Lord ultimately, right? But that's it's still that, that you're doing them shows a lot of uh, work of God in your life, right? So that that would be encouraging. This is like no versus no life at all. It's a pulse. I think that confusion is on the part of the world looking at us, uh-huh. thinking that we are doing good works to make us feel good about ourselves and to make others feel good about us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was so shocked when I encountered that. I was like, I'm not doing this so I look good. <laughs> There's no way I'm ever going to look good in God's eyes, which is the one who cats. But I could totally yeah. see that that's the perception. Yes. Oh, you're trying to look good. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're missing the point, right? Yes. And that, so I would say that we, we can think like that and start missing well, the point, right? Yeah. Operate. yeah. Yeah. You know, if they're charitable to you, it's so that the world will charitable. Yeah, showing off. It's a show off thing. Yeah. So, so let's, let's be careful not to overvalue our good works or to undervalue them. We want the right valuation of our good works, right? right. And I can't control yeah. What you think my motives are? Uh huh. Right. Right. So I can only be clear if you ask Correct. me why are you doing that, then I can say to glorify. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, so it's like you just do the right thing. Yeah. If it's misinterpreted, you know, you can. If you have a conversation, you can explain that. But yeah, this yeah. particular thing is yeah. highly misinterpreted. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, but I, I want to talk about this. What? How? What would it be like to for us to overvalue our good works? We'd make them into a requirement. Yeah, that, that we, we would view ourselves or others as needing these good works yeah. in order to be just, right? That would be an overvaluation, maybe. Is there other ways we overvalue the good works? That is that, yeah. Yeah, pride. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is if it's if I'm overvaluing my own good works and I see that I'm doing my good works, then that leads to that that burst pride in me, right? Arrogance, confidence in myself. Which the, the Bible says, don't trust your, don't put confidence in your flesh, right? It's a situation. So let's, uh, Joel, do you have one? 
Oh. No, oh, you're echoing that? Yeah, yeah. You're in the same brain today? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would it look like to, uh, to undervalue them? Undervalue. Yeah, you wouldn't do them. <laughs> it's like, it's like, there's, no, there's no value in that. I'm already, you know, uh, forgiven, right? Why would I waste time with good works, right? As if I'm, I'm and that's going to tell me, hey, I'm missing all these, uh, these great things here. So, yeah, it's like, what's the return on my investment? Uh, you know, I'm undervaluing them. Let's look at the return on investment. Okay, so let's go through two again. It says, these good works done in obedience to God's commandments are the fruits and evidence of a true and lively faith. So, one, they give us evidences and fruit, right? They show us some things. It gives us that checks our pulse, right? And then by them, believers manifest their thankfulness. It gives me an, a, a way to express thankfulness. So as I write a thank you note, as I might give a good gift. Uh, and then uh, three, they strengthen their assurance, uh, which I believe that's sort of a, a, you know, very similar to the evidences of true and lively faith, right? And then edify their brethren. Oh, yeah, well, why do we do good works? We edify the brethren. We build up the brethren, right? That's one reason we do good works. Um, you know, so then we adorn the profession of the gospel. I mean, it, it makes the gospel uh, more believable uh, when you have Christians who are fulfilling those good works. Uh, as uh, Matthias mentioned earlier, right? The, the, the good works prepared beforehand for us to do. By God's grace, we're saved through faith. Uh, but, but in Christ Jesus, we, are, we have good works to do that we're, He's prepared for us, as Ephesians 2.10 says. And we're going to stop the mouths of the adversaries. Uh, we're going to stop their mouths, right? Look at uh, H. It says, uh, For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Uh, they'll have no, no um, uh, gripe with you on that. And then uh, glorify God. Oh, that's, that's an important one. <laughs> glorify God. Uh, whose workmanship they are, created in Christ Jesus there unto. And then uh, having their fruit unto holiness, they may have the end eternal life. And that, so these, these good works, uh, the fruit of them is holiness, which is set-apartness, uh, communion with God. It's, it's that we experience uh, becoming more like Christ. These are, these are very useful. So good works, don't, under, don't undervalue them either. So, so that's, a, that's a nice... nice uh, Summary, right? Okay, so moving on to the third um, section on your first page here. It says, Their ability to do good works is not in all of themselves, but wholly from the Spirit of Christ, and that they may be enabled thereunto. Besides the, gra the graces they have already received, there is required an actual influence of the same Holy Spirit to work in them to will and do of His good pleasure. Yet are they not hereupon here to grow negligent, as if they were not bound to perform any duty unless upon a special motion of the Spirit, but they ought to be diligent in stirring up the grace of God that is in them. Okay, so what's he, what's he trying to say to us here? There's a lot in there. God and it's 100% you. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I need to work as hard as I possibly can, but understand that it's God at work in me, right? I don't need to be just, just wait for a special prompting of the Holy Spirit, right? It says there, don't be negligent 
uh, you know, as if they're bound to perform any duty unless a special motion of the spirit comes about. But uh, they, but they are spirit driven, as you mentioned, Sandy. It's like the, the Holy Spirit's hundred percent at work in each and everything. Uh, it says, um, but they ought not to be. They ought to be diligent in stirring up the grace of God that is in them. I'm going to talk about that. Stirring up the grace of God that is within them. Let's look at Second um, Peter three or Second Peter one, three and following. Turn there real fast. We've got a few minutes. Basically trying to get through this lesson in two weeks, just to give you guys a heads up. It's kind of our strategy throughout the series. So we'll come back to the rest of this. So we're not in a hurry here. We're just, we're just kind of taking our time. No one's freaking out about trying to get through the outline. No, not me. Not me. So, Second Peter. Um, all right, let's get to it. Second Peter uh, 1. Who's got it? Verse 3 and following. Thank you, Adele. Uh, go to, I think it's 12. I'm still trying to get there. Okay. Yeah, go down. Oh, go to 11. Uh, yeah, let's go. Wait, let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go to 11. 3 to, three to 11. Okay. <laughs> His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wow. That's great. Uh, these, uh, so you got this first two verses, right? Three and four speak to the absolute necessity of God giving us these things, right? It's like uh, we're, he's granted all these things to us. Like he grants us repentance. This is what we talked about last week, right? Or two weeks ago. Uh, and then it says, uh, by which he's granted us uh, this precious and very great promise so we might become partakers of this divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And then it says then, for this reason, because we are this, because we've been granted this and given this by God, in His grace, for this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue or stir up all these good works or virtues in you. Um, okay, so with that said, um, are, would you agree our works are definitely dependent upon the Holy Spirit? Completely dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Yes, absolutely. You, it's, you got, and you've got to say completely dependent on the Holy Spirit. Not a havesies, like me looking a little bit and the Spirit working a little bit, but it's completely on God granting us this. And then if you think about that, 
how does the how does it how is it encouraging us then to stir up the grace of God that's in us as we read this? How is it encouraging to you to do this? It makes me think of an example. Godliness plus human activity. You have a great revival. Mm-hmm. Now, ungodliness and a lot of activity, mm-hmm. you have 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of the. Uh, so, flesh it out for me. What? Give me the. Give me the. How would you describe the deficiency of 2020? Well, it's right here in the text. Okay. Yes. So, I would read it as as if talking about 2020. For this very reason, mm-hmm. make every effort to supplement your rage, wrath, jealousy, with virtue, and with lack of knowledge, and lack of self-control, and lack of steadfastness, and ungodliness and hatred for your brother, and hatred for any kind of effect. Wow, yeah. Yeah, to, sort, to just like, to, to it, it all refrain from giving to somebody who disagrees with me, or, or like, you know, like this is like, you know, Meredith and I were, were discussing the popularity of a, a pop singer uh, re- recently uh, named Lizzo, right? Have you heard Lizzo? Very, very popular. Uh, but it's like, her, her like message, her main message is essentially, I don't care what you think about me because what you think doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like, like that's a positive message. Like I, I, you, you see what they're saying. They're, they're trying to say, well, don't shame her for the way her appearance is. Right. But, but no, no, no that's not, I mean, that's a terrible thing to do, but like, but let's not, ju- let's not just pass over that. Her whole message is I don't care about what you think about me because if you disagree with me, you're an idiot essentially like that's what she's saying that's that's what we've that's what we've made virtue in our world good works are defined by the loudest or the most popular or or you know it's it's incredible how good works are, are put this way and so as you think about good works uh you know it's like uh they're not usually for even good reasons <laughs> sometimes so it's got good works uh so as you think about uh, be discerning when you when your church or your minister or your friend or your you know social media or whoever it is tell, like calls on you to do something you know like like what are they actually calling you to do and do they have sanction to do this from God's word or not like is, is it just some sort of a political agenda uh, is it actually is there wisdom in it uh, does it does it, is it for you I mean because like my good work and your good work may not be the same application uh, of the things here I may not be called to do the same thing you're called to do now I'm never called to murder someone uh, these are clear clear things right uh, but uh, I may not be called to do the same good work that you're doing so maybe don't uh, judge me if I'm not and I'm not going to judge you on, on what you're doing and what I'm doing uh, but uh, these are things uh, that we uh, it's clearly not okay to to diminish other image bearers. Uh, because they disagree with you uh, on the on these things, so uh, and and control yourself. Like to be able to to give grace to someone who insults you is uh, is a very um, Christ-like uh, virtue, good work, right? Uh, and and it's a promise that we will endure these kind of things as well. Uh, so any any uh, thought, other thoughts? And that's a great that's a great uh, start on or a great image, I guess. Of okay, you got revival and you've got this uh, nonsense, right? But I would argue that, that in the midst of nonsense or decreation, uh, there is new creation. There's always uh, a both happening, right? There's a church that's, uh, that's 
thriving and developing. The, the, the gospel is, is flourishing alongside of um, foolishness and, and godlessness. Uh, it's going to be both until the end. Uh, yeah. And with, I came in at the tail end, so I apologize right for my ignorance. But good works, it's always, it should be mm-hmm. an unselfish act. Mm-hmm. And that's the spirit of God. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it's unselfish. Even as Christians, you know, it's easy yeah. for us to let our pride, you know, take over. Oh, I did this. Oh, yeah. I feel so much better about myself. Yeah. Once again, you know. It's a. It's about me. Yeah. yeah. It's and yeah. there's they're in lacks in this unsocialized world. No lack. There's no lack. There's a complete <laughs> lack of unity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one thinks of the other person. So and Christ, that's mm-hmm. all he did was think of yeah. know, his children. So, well, yeah, it's like yeah, a, good works. It's really hard because you constantly have to battle. Yeah. You know, take the pride out of it. Think of it as being unselfish. Yeah, constantly, and it's tough. As right, humans, even as Christians. Yeah. yeah, it's very easy in the world's eyes to to get to a point where I don't have to tolerate anyone else because they don't agree right. with me. They've sinned against me. They 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 they've done something egregious that I can't forgive. But that is not the nature of good works, actually. Right? If you think about it, uh, the gospel brings down the walls of hostility between people uh, in Christ. And we, ha- we hold out to all the people a Savior who forgives all sins through the, through the cross, through the resurrection. And so I, don't, I, want, I want to be honest with you guys. It's, a, it's very discouraging to just read what's going on in the world and not read about the one who did the good works, right? The one who is the good work of God, uh, the Christ. You, you, can't, you just can't, you can't uh, eat that up all the time and, and, and consume it. Right. That's where my comment mm-hmm. was going to come in. Yeah. I was going to be like, well, the further we get from Mateus, the yeah. less relevant my comment is. But yeah. Yeah. that um, everything that he described yeah. is basically misery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just read a great essay on how in our culture we gorge on misery. And we were even talking about it before mm. Sunday school about how uh, brands are popular when they have gross names, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Moose Drool, <laughs> or what, you know, and that the grosser it is, the more popular it is, and the more miserable it is, the more popular mm-hmm. it is. So TV shows and music mm-hmm. and all of culture, except, I don't know, maybe art, I'm not sure, but that's probably included first, is just filling ourselves with misery, 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 misery. Yeah. Well, so, so let me tell you this. A good work is not just what I think it is. It, it is what the Bible defines it as. And I would say that, that we're called to follow Christ, uh, take up our cross, follow Him, uh, do as He does. I mean, we, these, are, these are imitate me. As Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Uh, we are to let the revealed will of God define for us what good is and then wholeheartedly do those things even when I don't feel like it, like even when I don't feel uh, the zeal or the motivation to do so, uh, do the thing and then the motivation might come, uh, the zeal might come later, uh, but always do the right thing. You never have the right to do the wrong thing. Uh, do the right thing according to God and follow Christ. So, so you can say, well, I just, people say, I just follow Jesus. The problem with that is, what's Jesus? Who are you talking about when you say Jesus? Is it the Jesus defined in God's word or is it Jesus we have made to look like ourselves? Let the scriptures define who, like, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I need to know Jesus. And so I have to read uh, and pray and ask the Lord to 
help me to uh, discern and, and, and hear those uh, who Christ is in, in there. So the Spirit helps me in that. Okay, I'm going to stop us today at, at that point. We're out of time. We're out of time. So I'm going to, as you, as you know, uh, this always happens. Uh, we'll do better next week. Uh, but uh, with that said, let's, uh, let's ask the Lord to bless us as we move on from here. Uh, Heavenly Father, we ask that we would make us uh, zealous for great and good works, good works that would glorify the Son and that would glorify the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, we ask that uh, you would uh, give us uh, the desire to do so and and uh, lift us up when, we, when our desires are, are failing. We ask that uh, good works would be something we long for and that they would do all the things listed off on this second section of the 16th chapter here where we see how they strengthen us and edify our brothers and glorify you and all the things that they do give us assurances as we as we adorn our our gospel faith with good works would you uh, empower us to do so of course and and lead us to to be those who image christ and and what we do we ask it in, in jesus name amen thanks thanks friends we'll be back to this again next week (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.